Well, welcome. This is KXSFLP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM, and streaming, as always, on the World Wide Web at KXSF.FM. This is the Frequency Uplift, and tonight we have, in our beginning series of Second Sunday Poets, we have the SF Poet Laureate Kim Shuck, who will call in, and we'll have an interview and some readings, recognizing that we are broadcasting from Ramaytush Ohlone territory, and recognizing that... It is coming up on Indigenous Peoples Day. We will hear about history, about elegies, about activism, about re-narrating our city. And later, after the 11 o'clock hour, Ray Zaragoza, uh, folk singer, singer songwriter from the Akamel Oatam descent, will, will talk to us and maybe play some music, or at least introduce some music. But now... Appropriately enough, let's begin with Rupa and the April Fishes, Yilamu. of human rights. We are on this and we grow like we from the older Francisco. We are on this and we blow like A declaration of human rights. We are on this and we has the right to live without fear of eviction, state ordered removal, deportation, displacement, or forced migration. Everyone has the right to not be perceived and treated as foreigners in our own hometown and country. Everyone has the right to cross borders with or without proper documentation, to travel wherever they please and work wherever they need. Everyone has the right to our personal belongings, whether they are housed, unhoused, or traveling across borders. Everyone has the right to remain in their communities and in their homes, regardless of ownership, real estate trends, or tech a declaration of human rights. A declaration of human rights. A declaration. A declaration. A declaration. A declaration of human rights. Everyone has the right to sleep outside in the streets without punishment, to rest in public spaces without being criminalized. Simply making art without a permit. 
Everyone has the right to live without fear of being shot by the police, the border patrol, or citizen vigilantes. Everyone has the right to police the police instead of the police policing themselves. We have the right, when in mental crisis, to be treated with loving kindness and radical tenderness instead of pills, indifference, and jails. We have the right to live in the city of our choice without a militarized presence in times of peace. dignified universal health care and medication when needed without fear of economic hardship or deportation. We have the right to party, to celebrate life through the night until the morning in both private and public spaces without being considered noise terrorists or suspicious neighbors. supporting our indigenous friends in their historical reclamation of land. Everyone has the right to deny the sovereignty, legitimacy and authority of any institution or entity that does not abide by this declaration of human rights, even if only in the realm of the imaginary. Scratch and scrap, screw 
Support for KXSF comes from Irish Voices, a small business that not only collects and shares conversations with the Irish diaspora in San Francisco and beyond through video and audio, but which also offers walking tours of San Francisco, telling the story of the large Irish influence in the city since the 1840s. Look for Irish Voices walking tours on Eventbrite, Facebook, or on the website at www.irishvoices.us. Thanks for supporting San Francisco Community Radio.
And welcome back. This is KXSFLP San Francisco 102.5 FM streaming as always at the World Wide Web at KXSF.FM. This is the Frequency Uplift and uh, you just heard Jimmy Tenor, Kaiga uh, Kaiga a uh, uh, B-side of the Vocalize My Love single from 2018 on Philophone. And before that, thanks Irish Voices, but thanks also to Locura, their Squatters song from Samia Caminante from uh, I think about 2015 self-release. And to start off the hour, we heard, of course, from Rupa and the April Fishes, Yalamu, We Are Still Here, featuring Guillermo Gomez-Pena in a declaration of human rights, if only in the realm of the imaginary. And again, we are broadcasting from Ramaytush Ohlone territory. And we have on the line with us, with any luck, we have uh, Kim Shook, who is our SF Poet Laureate. Kim, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much for coming. I know this is just a little bit past your bedtime as we just talked, and um, that late night thing is sometimes difficult. I appreciate you doing that, and appreciate your your work and your 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 poetry. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's beautiful stuff, and I've definitely you know I've read some before, but uh, the having you on made me read a whole lot more, and it was really lovely. Um, you know, you're a, a an educator and a community activist as well as a poet. So can you tell me a little bit how your roles, those, all those roles are integrated into your work as a poet laureate? Um, the fun thing about being poet laureate of San Francisco is there are very few rules about what your role is. Excellent. So um, people keep asking me, what's the gig? It, mm-hmm. And it's fairly open-ended. But I've interpreted it to mean that I'm um, the court jester who basically points at the thing that I think is egregiously wrong and laughs at it or uh, makes it more horrible, you know, just sort of interacts with those things. And we're certainly in a moment of transition in this city. um, And uh, I think it makes my sort of cranky fist wavings less um, you know, aging person losing the mm-hmm. crest of the moment and right. more articulate <laughs> somehow. Well, I mean, there's been a lot of amazing stuff happening in this being, um, you know, the eve of Indigenous Peoples Day and a year anniversary after San Francisco officially recognized that, um, as yeah. well as as well as the whole um, uh, anniversary of the uh, early days statue coming away. Um, yeah. You know, it seems like your poetry is really beautifully rooted in place in celebration of San Francisco in particular and and is talking a lot about often sort of the our collective memory erasures, things that uh, that that were once there or not, but also the things that persist. So how yeah. do you, you know, t- talk to me a little bit about how you integrate that into your work and how you speak for all those things. Wow, all of them. Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe that, that was a big old question, wasn't it? No, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, it'd be great to have a pithy sentence that would uh, encompass all of that. Mm-hmm. The The whole thing about disappearing and being disappeared, and um, 
I don't know. Um, it it comes together in these weird moments. So um, I was one of the people who fought for San Francisco to get Indigenous Peoples Day instead of Columbus Day, and uh, that definitely wasn't enormously embraced by everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand some of why that is, um, but you know, it was in the midst of a bunch of other arguments. The statue coming down was definitely a part of it. Um, I think indigenous people really would like to be able to narrate their own reality a little bit more than we have been. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, these land acknowledgments are really important. What you do, what I do every time I read it, the main library, just to acknowledge that this is Yalama Ramatish territory and, uh, and that's where we are, you know, and I think sometimes we lose track of that um, in the United States, the core of which is an extremely big why, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we're here now, and how do we live together, and how do we... But first of all, we need to be seen, and I, I have to say, um, at least the first 20 years of, of my activism felt like um the who's in horton here's a who right. you know like totally invisible nobody knew we were there uh and it sounds like an exaggeration but it's really not uh, my son um who is approaching 30 my oldest son was told in junior high school here in san francisco that there are no more native people that they've all passed away mm. and so you know, and and I have my little list of sarcastic things I say when people say things like that to me. I mean, there are so many Native events happening on any given week that you can't attend them all. So somebody's right. got to be here, you know, otherwise. So, you know, uh, the community got together and fought about Columbus Day and fought about getting the early days statue down, which was essentially like the wedding cake topper for the marriage between... Uh, historical amnesia and uh, um, racialized violence, you know. Um, And a lot of people still have a hard time with taking down art, you know. And a lot of people still have a hard time of uh, seeing Columbus in a different way. Um, And uh, we have to navigate those kind of Right. Uh, major disagreements because that's where we're at. That's what this history has brought us to. Um, but I know I'm tired of being told I don't exist, and I know the lo- the more local people are tired of being told they don't exist. Um, my people are about 500 cultures to the east of here. Right. That's where my people are from. Um, so you're you're uh, Anyunwia, is that how you say that? Anyunwia, yeah. Anyunwia. Or, uh, yeah. is the other way we say it. It means Cherokee. Mm-hmm. Um, my other grandparents' family are basically Polish. Mm-hmm. That's a reduction, but right. essentially that's what they are. Um, and that side of the family has been in San Francisco for many generations and has seen a lot of changes in this place. Mm-hmm. So as um, extant communities are finding themselves forced out of San Francisco through, um, you know, um, shady evictions um, and 
the rest of it that we all know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all see it. It it feels like it's a lot of incredibly um, uh, manipulative financial deals and such. Right. And as as people start to feel what it is to be vanished um, and uh, uh, entirely discounted, I think it's been a little easier to get play right. for indigenous issues. Um, you know, I, a lot of people view the city as it just has as though it's consistently been this great funky place where people do this or that. And then a lot of people view it as an incredibly racist city, which right. it has also been. I remember um, a time when my grandmother wouldn't go downtown without a hat and gloves, you know. My uh, grandmother it's, felt it's, that same way. <laughs> yeah, it, it's also an it's incredibly provincial place. Yeah. yeah, in a lot of ways. And some of that's charming and some of that's um, a roadblock to other things that have happened here. But, um, you know, it's, it, all of those stories weave themselves through my personal history, the city's history, the history mm-hmm. of poetry in the city. Um, and I guess that's how it informs my politics, right. you know. So what did, is your, did I make that make Yeah, no, that was great. <laughs> you, you hit pretty much all the, the high points there. I mean, one thing we talked about earlier, too, is just how that struggle of bringing um, through, through the, um, the struggle for Indigenous Peoples Day, through the early days statue yeah. struggle, really brought visibility up, and that there is a... Uh, uh, an outpouring of of art that came out of that, um, and I wanted to give a plug for that continuous thread. Yeah. Um, that was very continuous be- thread. Yeah, I, I went by and saw it the other day. It just yeah, what'd you think? I mean, it for me, it's incredibly validating in yeah. a lot of ways. It's so beautiful to have you know people's portraits up, and you know, and to say, hey, we are here, and in fact, you know, just yeah. just the that sheer acknowledgement is always you know, a gorgeous statement, really, you know. Well, it also begs this question that there's a, there's a book that came out a bit ago called um, Tending the Fire, which uh, is portraits by Chris Felver, mm-hmm. who's a fairly famous photographer. Um, and even if you haven't heard his name, if you look him up, you'll find that he took a lot of the pictures you already seen of uh, musicians and and personages from the 70s and 80s. Um, yeah, he's, he's quite amazing. And, mm-hmm. and it, it has handwritten pieces by each of the photographed people, and they're all indigenous writers. Um, and he, uh, the book came out, and, and it begged the question, you know, um, I get told an awful lot that I don't look Indian which is accurate. I'm not Indian. I'm Aniyumia. And, uh, you know, there are people from here who are Ramatush, and there are people from slightly, you know, Rumson and various other things. So uh, part of that, the problem of what do we look like is just the really reductive way that we're looked at overall. But having those portraits up, being able to stand in the middle of them in the gallery down at the uh, Arts Commission Gallery, um, on Van Ness is really validating, you know, because I don't know what you walked out of there with, but we don't, we don't have a standard look. Right. 
Right. It's everybody. You know? It's like who's It's who's everybody. There, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been incredible. And also to just the way that the projections on mm-hmm. um, the Asian Art Museum and the main library have interacted with the space where the statue once was, yeah. just sort of replacing that mistaken and defeated image with all of these incredible activists and artists yeah. and youth and just the whole community. It was really empowering. Well, I, I haven't seen the projections. I haven't been there in the evening, but to just see the pictures of people standing, or sitting and standing, activists and artists in the space where that yeah. where that statue was. It was gorgeous. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. So that's kind of exciting. And it all sort of leaves in with a lot of events that are coming up at the main library, um, a lot of events that are coming up all over the city. So it's it's pretty empowering and empowered. You know, I'm part of what makes that possible is that there are a handful of um, indigenous, uh, mostly women, really, which that part's an accident, but who who have positions right now in the city where together we can make things happen that couldn't happen before because right. we didn't have that power. And it's really a great time to, you know, be able to change the narrative. Well, would you, speaking of narrative, would you have a poem you'd like to share with us now or something like that? Sure. Uh, I mean, yeah. I do. I have more than one, but um, I and definitely I, I just, have that. As we, as we say that, I just want to say that, you know, you're the author of uh, at least five of your own solo books of poetry. The latest was the uh, Deer Trails, uh, published by City Lights as part of their SF Poet Laureate series. There's... Um, Rematriation, a chapbook uh, from 2014, Running Clouds In from 2014. You were busy that year. And yeah, Sidewalk Indian uh, as well that, that year. Sidewalk Indian was part of the rematriation ah, series. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's six okay. right and now. And Rabbit Tales, so a bunch of rabbit, stories. Rabbit stories. Stories. Yeah, yeah, which is um, sort of uh, creative fiction. It's a... Um, alternative structure fiction piece. This, um, this I actually wrote for, for an event held by uh, um, Jack Hirschman, a former poet laureate of the city. It's called If Poets Are Roads. During the general strike, Grandpa knew he was at war. Dining room table at Field Hospital. Here we poet, among the rack of the Pacific polish, landings and boundaries, we haul are insubstantial to the foundations, press unprotected hands onto the fires. We are sea glass. We are unexplained. We're soap bubbles, our bodies used as paving. Roads are just horizontal walls in this place, walls too tired to stand upright. Secret walls. You tell me what is separated from what other. We haul our poems to the outbreak, to the firefight, hearts each, a small field hospital, pages each, lifelines each, front each to each, if not a war, if the streetlights change, if the line for coffee is short, it's not a war of poets or roads, our verb wet cheeks. Grandpa knew. He knew a wall when he saw one. That's lovely. Thank you. Thank you for, for reading that. And, and, what, and where is that from? What collection is that from? 
Is it's that... not yet. Oh, it's new. I figured I'd read something you couldn't That's... possibly have read. Excellent. <laughs> have you found um, time to it... to write? You know, through all the the activism and all the the, the organizing oh. readings and all the teaching that you do as part of your poet laureate work. Yeah, did you look at my schedule? I, I, have, I did look I at your I'm schedule. Gonna... I was hesitating to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you really have time to yeah, give really? me a 45-minute Um <clears throat> I'm sorry about the cough. The schedule has made me ill. Um, yeah, do I have time to write? I have been writing. Um, but I'm, I, re- I have to steal that time. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah. Kind of begs the question that you know. One of the other questions we talked about was just so. so tell me about your process and 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 how you write. And you know, it's a, a part of what I love about your poetry. And and you know, much poetry in general seems to be a thing of being rooted in the moment, of getting still, seeing what's there, and uh, maybe waiting for some kind of epiphany to come. But how do you how do you how do you do that? Yeah. Um, so I, I actually write every morning as, um, a discipline. And when the statue was being taken down, I wrote, um, for, I think it was 55 days, uh, I wrote a poem a day about, um, that statue and what it represented to me Mm. and the narrative it is part of that is not my narrative. And, um... And then after that, I I did 50 days writing about murdered and missing indigenous women, um, which is probably actually my latest book, although that one's a little harder to get. Um, that was an intense series. I remember reading some of it through your posts and Facebook and stuff, and really yeah. harrowing but beautiful. Well, that work. was that was the discipline was yeah. posting them online, writing every day. Um, kind of putting myself in that place. Um, I viewed it as as a topic fast. <clears throat> you know that it was sort of a topic strike. I was mm-hmm. only writing about that, wow. um, which is uh, hard to do. The first couple of days, I, I mean, think about writing about anything every day. The first couple of days are easy, and then it gets harder, and you have to develop muscle in that mindset so um so i do i make sure i write every day um i don't know i i think (laughs) in in your note you said something lovely about how beautiful the the words are i think is what you said that that my poetry is very um what's yeah, it just—I mean—it feels very rooted in place. It feels that yeah. uh, that uh, I mean, there's 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 poems that I wrote that that I've read of yours that I really loved, in terms of mm-hmm. t- you talked in your poem ritual, and I think we talked mm-hmm. about that as early in our pre-discussion about process about you know putting words away as you say in a, a place to 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 hold that, make sure the memory happens, and to be sure that you have those those words kind yeah. of as a guide. Um, it's like that again. That memory in the face of forgetting and for erasures and such, which sure. is at, with mer- the the, the and with both sets of work is clearly part of the ethos. 
Yeah, well, you know, I, I think I write like I make art. So um, my degrees, my MFA is actually in textiles. Mm. Um, so I choose to do things, and I often write longhand too. So I choose to do things that that in themselves are a ritual. Um, and my view of poetry comes from sort of a, well, this might um, be misremembering, but I think it, that one of the main reasons that I write has to do with an understanding of uh, Cherokee morning rituals, which involves mm-hmm. um, going to water and offering what is essentially a poem. I mean, if you look them up, uh, the word of the thing that I'm thinking of, it means thing to be recited. So mm-hmm. if that's not a poem, I don't know what is. But mm-hmm. um, you can't find them under poetry if you look up Cherokee free contact um, literary forms, which you find them called or spells, mm-hmm. wow. which I think harkens back to a perspective that we're doing some weird malicious thing. Right. Um, definitely an anti-Catholic thing, you know, mm-hmm. that that it's a, a contraband religion um, or a contraband ritual. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of my work comes from taking small things and putting them together to make a bigger thing about uh, the patience of the work, about the discipline of continuing to do it. So, mm-hmm. That's beautiful. You know. So it's, did you get, I mean, obviously you got a lot of pushback about Indigenous Peoples Day and, you know, yeah, yeah. got pushback, I'm sure, about, or, well, I know people got pushback about yeah. the early days statue. I oh, mean, yeah, I'm one of the people who got a death threat. Yeah. That's how that's you know you're really doing something important, because if right. all you're doing is baking sarcastic cookies, nobody's threatening your life. Right. If I could figure out where to put that thing on my um Resume, it would be one of my prouder things. Judge mm-hmm. me by the people who don't want me around. Yeah. You know? That's uh, <laughs> <true> that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's a bullet point. You should look for that, I think. you know. It's like, am I a saddlebird? Good. Yeah. You know, think about it for a minute. This is awkward stuff. We have things that we need to to be concerned about that are bigger things, yes. But before we can get to global issues, we have to be able to get along and hear one another. And and um, I think even in some of the really laudable movements right now, folks are being seriously discounted. I, I have frequently myself encountered situations where they would like a Native person around, you know, they, whoever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you get invited to be there. But if you're not completely behind whatever their jam is, then they, you know, then you have become a problem. Mm-hmm. And it's it's part of the erasure of perspectives in these movements. And it's, it, it, it's, it's it has its groundings in these. This particular time of year, I always call the silly season, starting with, you know, um, lost Italian day and ending with gluttony day, right. you know, <clears throat> where... You are, as an indigenous person, but as everybody else, just bombarded with these false images right. and these mistaken perceptions, and um, and called upon know, to rationalize, perhaps, you know. and called upon to validate right. all of it. Right. 
you know. Um, and it, it does get a little stale after a while, yeah. you know. So, but I feel like I feel this year and last year there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of positivity coming out of a lot of years of work. It's not just there's a group of us who seem to have succeeded in something in the last two years, but it's not just our work. It's, it's the work of everybody who's worked on this stuff before and it's all building on that. And it's, you know, um, it's our community, it's allies who came out as well. It's people who sat and listened and decided on the the merit of the arguments, whether they agreed or not. I have good friends with whom I do not agree about all of these issues, but reaching for one another's perspective, I think, is a huge responsibility, and you have to do it. Right. That's basic respect, and that's sort of what's been lacking over the years. I would say. Which is one of the reasons that the land acknowledgments are so important. Right. You know, because uh, there is a perception that somehow um, indigenous people are an average across the whole country. Right. And I, I used to talk to people... I spent a lot of time in Britain. I spent some time in Europe, and folks would ask me questions about, so this totem pole thing, and I'm like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) what you just did, and I can talk to you about it because I spent years studying it, but it's the same as asking somebody from Prague to explain the troubles in Ireland. I might know about them from studying, but it's not the same thing. If you really want an answer, you have to ask somebody from that culture. Mm. You know, and we have to learn to understand one another in that way. Well, it seems like, you know, and it seems like um, there have been great strides, but there's so much more to do. And, um, you know, tomorrow is Indigenous Peoples Day and there is a a big celebration at Yerba Buena, which I know you won't attend, but uh, there are... Um, poets and musicians, one of whom we'll hear in the 11 o'clock hour, Ray Zaragoza, will be through Mm -hmm. here. But uh, uh, from 12 until 3.30 at the Yerba Buena Center, you can uh, celebrate this change and this acknowledgement and this really a beginning of work. So, Yeah. Yeah. It begins when we can see each other. That is phase one, you know. And then the screen lights up. And we're on level two. Oh. <laughs> you know, we have to do that work now. Yep. Um, and some of those boss battles are really tricky. <laughs> I hear that. That's a great analogy. <laughs> yeah. um, do you want it's, to read another poem, or shall we? I, we were going to maybe talk about your the, your background, and and you mentioned sure. some beautiful songs that you loved, or that you loved the southern style of um, of um, yeah. tribal singing from the Kiowa people, and you know the yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, our songs really aren't out there as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Aniwia songs are not out there as much, although they're getting out there more. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the music that's available from us is actually choral music, which we learned from other people. But um, I, I was also interesting. Is is there a struggle to keep the language alive among the Cherokee people? Is there a struggle? So. Um, for perspective, our language is one of the languages that that will survive yeah. longer, even if we just dropped it as a 
topics now. My grandmother was extremely, my great-grandmother was extremely vehement about mm. keeping the language alive. Um, are they struggling to make sure that there's funding for it? Sure. It's mm-hmm. difficult to maintain the language where the, um, where, uh, the core places where it's spoken uh, is uh, interpenetrated and surrounded by another more in-use language. Right. So that's always tricky. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the uh, the uh, Cherokee Nation of Oklahoma is doing a really pretty great job right now of mm-hmm. the maintenance. It's pretty incredible. So, uh, but does it continue to require maintenance? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, and why is that important? You know, right. why is that important? It's important because if I can't say it, I can't think it, exactly. you know, and I can't imagine it being that way. And all of our languages are, um, shaped by histories and, uh, creativities and thought process and, and, you need different ways of thinking in a stable system in much the same way that monoculture and planting plants is an extremely poor choice because you need the different reasoning structures, you know, that are provided by these different languages. Yeah, it's a a bit of a struggle, but, you know, we now have kids who um, have been, you know, started off in, in daycare with, hearing Cherokee all the time. Oh, that's great. And, so it is you know, taught in the schools and people have that option. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's on the signage in mm-hmm. Tahlequah and it's, okay. you know, it's there. Yeah. So, um, whereas out here, I have to arrange to hear it if I want that. So, yeah. Well, would you like, I mean, we're we're getting close to our 45 minutes here. Um, would you like to um, hear the, the intertribal song and tell us about this or about the, the style of singing? That intertribal song. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a Southern Thunder. Ooh. I mentioned there was an intertribal. Um, yeah. You sent me looking, like you sent me looking in, the, in, in, in that music. And I, it was, it, well, it was I like them. You asked, you asked me what music I like. Yeah, yeah no, no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a profound powwow expert. Okay. Um, but I, you know, I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I said a lot of things. I think I, I gave you some early rap yeah. musicians and some other things too. I, you know, I, I have a fairly eclectic mm-hmm. musical taste, um, which was definitely formed by living in this place. Right. You, you mentioned so, that you had, uh, your, your, uh, the Noe Valley preschool you're at, their, their first fair had the Grateful Dead and the Jefferson Airplane playing or something like that. Yeah. That was an incredible uh-huh. thought. Yeah, because <laughs> that's my vintage, right? Yeah. So I was in nursery school when all of that foment was happening. Um, we just had a performance earlier today at the San Francisco Mime Troop space, uh-huh. and the Mime Troop started basically just before I did. So... All of these wonderful, creative, alternative things were happening when I was a kid in this city. When there was a lot of whimsy, and um, and it's part of my goal—not just as an indigenous person, but just to step into my 
greater role as the laureate for a moment mm-hmm. to to encourage people to preserve some of the whimsy. So as I look around, um, a lot of houses are, are changing hands in the neighborhood that I spend the most time in, and people are um, painting them what, I can't remember the name of this poet, but I, there was a poet that I was listening to at one point in a live performance who called it um, Gentrification Gray. Right. And uh, I have blue. a I have a modification to that, which is it's Gentrification Gray with entitlement orange detailing. <laughs> um, and, and so we chose to paint our place. Um, we have uh, fish scale pie, um, um shingles on the outside mm. the top half of the house and we chose to paint them all different colors um, which has inspired the children who go to the preschool at the foot of our street to call it the mermaid house and the thing is is that when i was growing up this paint job would have only been remarkable in that the paints are more vibrant than they were available at the time mm. But in terms of the idea to do that, that would not have surprised anyone. Mm. So I I feel like it's great. San Francisco is a really fabulous place, and there is a still beating heart there, yeah. you know. Um, but we really have to, we get to keep the things that we support. We get to keep the bookstores that we support. We get to keep the businesses that we support. And... Uh, you know, and we get to keep the artists that we support, and I'm afraid we're losing them to cheaper housing elsewhere yeah. in appalling numbers. Yeah. That's which, which impoverishes us all, really. You know. Do you, but, you, know, do you yeah. have another poem for us? I do. I would love to poem. hear one more poem. We have to okay. start wrapping Okay. Um, this one's called Boundaries. It's dangerous to be a secret. Centuries of practicing translucency can render you fragile or inaudible. Changing political fashion regarding inclusion can trigger chameleon impulses, can redraw ancient boundaries darker than they ever were, can even create new fences, or we can make real choices and can choose to see one another. Wow, that was great. That's as as we were talking about all the the strong and and work that you've done and the hard work that we all have to do to kind of create a new society where all these things yeah. are acknowledged and which isn't losing artists isn't losing the means of of people's livelihoods um to speculation yeah not just speculation but I, I actually think there are people who are you know laundering money yeah. Um, you know, to to larceny, right. we're losing this. Well, there's so many. But, um, there are a lot of things we're losing it too. But we, it's more than just hearing the different humans. But I think because we're in human bodies, we need to start there and develop a practice of listening, sitting, listening deeply to the details of the things around us and then responding to them yeah. in ways that aren't, you know, initially just destructive. Yeah. So I believe that. 
I mean, people can believe other things, but that's what I believe. It's mm, an important statement. So uh, I just want to take a, a minute and say that this is, in fact, and I've sort of fallen down on this, this is KXSFLP San Francisco, 102.5 FM, and streaming in the World Wide Web at KXSF.FM. We are in dialogue and hearing poetry from Kim Shuck, our poet, our SF Poet Laureate, who uh, kindly agreed to come through, um, even though it's uh, she's crazy busy and it's been a long day, and uh, this is way past her bedtime. Thank you so much, Kim. I really appreciate it. Um, Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, is there other events tomorrow that you want to uh, talk about or or announce? I mean, we have the again the Indigenous Peoples Day celebration at your Babuena Center or your Babuena Gardens sure. from twelve to three thirty. Um, there is a, a uh, all morning, I think, from uh, seven to. What, I think it's 1 p.m., uh, the canoe ceremony at, at Aquatic Park where um, there will be gatherings and uh, various tribes will be um, taking their canoes out to Alcatraz and back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would suggest that people attend those two events. Mm. Um, I, you know, the community has spent, different members of the community have spent a lot of energy putting those events together and, um, you know, go see our people being beautiful. Mm. Exactly. Well, thank you again for coming through. Um, do you want to uh, finish with one last poem or maybe introduce a song? Or... Uh, okay. Let's see what I've got. Um this is the failure of the technology. I'm struggling to find a poem now. <laughs> um, you know, um, let me just say, you're going to play a, a Southern Plains piece I, of music? I think so. I was going to play this, uh, yeah. this group, Southern Thunder. Southern mm. Thunder. Mm. So this is happy dance music, okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah, this is, um, yeah, it's an, it, I pulled up an inter, a, a live intertribal uh, mm -hmm. chant and drumming. Yeah. Okay. So we'll go ahead with that. And, uh, yeah. Kim, uh, <laughs> okay. and uh, Kim, if you wouldn't mind staying on the line for a second, and uh, we'll play okay. this. This is Southern Th Thunder, uh, a intertribal um, uh, gathering from their live album, I don't even have the, the date here, but, uh, oh, 1997, from 1997. Here we go. Okay, Kimmy Oh, my God. 
And that was the Southern Thunder uh, group from um, from Oklahoma area, I believe, and uh, from their live album of 1997, a intertribal uh, dance and uh, drumming. And we're still KXSFLP San Francisco, and we're still with Kim Shuck, our SF poet laureate, uh, who has one more poem for you for us. Kim, you there? Yes, I am. Thank you. Thank you for, um, again, being here. Oh, I was delighted. Thank you for having me. This is called Blooming. Mother Fire dragging herself through the dry licks, taste. She is the extreme cure, singing shapeshift songs, singing change and heal, toast and soup. And the pines know their own ways to balance, to call fog and harvest her thousand colors like fish scales. They sizzle in the mother fire, her muscles tight and feral, the clench and release of her rummaging through the rattlesnake grass. Mm, that was lovely. Thank you so much, Kim, for coming along and uh, even in this late hour um, talking and reading such beautiful poetry tonight. I really appreciate that and appreciate your work both as poet laureate and as community activist. Well, thank you. Come on out to an event. I'm going to try. I do have to work a little bit, but I'm going to try to at least make it to Yerba Buena for a while. Okay. Yeah. Take care. Thank Take you care. for having me. Thank you for being here. Bye-bye. Bye now. And it is 11 o'clock, and you're listening to KXSFLP San Francisco, 102.5 FM, and streaming as always at the World Wide Web at kxsf.fm. This is the Frequency Uplift. You're listening to Radio Bob. We just had a great interview and a series of readings with Kim Shuck, our SF Poet Laureate, um, community activist, uh, a longtime uh, educator, and who is, uh, yeah, who is also the author of Dear Trails from the SF Poet Laureate series, our seventh Poet Laureate. Um, and this is available at City Lights. And tomorrow, uh, you can't hear her here, but you can hear any number of poets, wonderful dancers, um, uh, wonderful musicians at the Indigenous People's Day celebration at Yerba Buena Gardens from 12 to 3.30, as well as at the Aquatic Park earlier in the morning uh, through the morning from about 7 a.m. on a uh, gathering of tribes from all over the Pacific Coast um, showing their canoes, having a celebration together. Um, check that out. And I think I am behind in my acknowledgments, so I want to start with uh, uh, giving you this little bit of information. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, keep, keep tuned. We'll have more music and an interview with Ray Zaragoza, a um, up-and-coming singer-songwriter written uh, with some new music beautiful work uh, and uh, yeah, stay tuned for that she has uh, uh, going to be at that Yerba Buena Gardens tomorrow and she's going to introduce some of her new uh, work uh, some of it inspired by Standing Rock 
and we'll go a little further with that. Thanks for tuning in. Frequency Uplift. Join KXSF 102.5 FM at the Chapel on Tuesday, October 15th, as we present a double bill with singer-songwriters Jesse Mullen and Joseph Arthur. Well, I'm up on 24th Street and I'm looking at a life Standing on the corner watching people passing by Mullen, the former D-Generation leadman, and Joseph Arthur of Fistful of Mercy and RNDM are on tour in support of their new albums, Sunset Kids and Comeback World. If you're downtown, keep it light You might be out within the forest types The chapel is located at 777 Valencia at 19th Street. The show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets are on sale at the chapel website, thechapelsf.com. Hope to see you there. You might be out within the forest types And thanks for tuning in. This is, again, KXSFLP San Francisco. And we're on 2.5 FM, and I want to let you know as well, check out that uh, great benefit that's coming up. But uh, we are also thankful and uh, wanting to recognize our underwriter. Support for KXSF comes from the East Bay Depot for Creative Reuse a nonprofit organization dedicated to diverting and redistributing waste materials into low or no-cost supplies for art, education, and social services while modeling the positive environmental benefits of reuse. You can learn about that at uh, the Green Educator Program or visit their store at 4695 Telegraph Avenue in Oakland, Find out more at creativereuse.org. Thank you there for supporting KXSF 102.5 FM. Appreciate that and your support. And I think since we're on this theme, we'll go with a little uh, old John Trudell. We were just talking about him a little bit um, on the theme of Indigenous Peoples Day. And again, this is Indigenous Peoples Day coming up. We are thankful for um, for the presence and, and the persistence in our lives of our Indigenous brothers and sisters. And let's listen to Cry Your Tears because it's an important piece of music. Thank you for tuning in. San Francisco Community Radio supporting the arts. And we'll have some tickets after this. And Ray Zaragoza coming up.
Through that horizon, Duck Valley, 1979, wounded knee, sand creek, that trail of tears. Exactly how did our land become your country? Now you want us, now you want us to cry your tears for you, while we're still crying tears of our own, with your past as your future. That industrial ruling class, using religion as a weapon, distilling love into hate, pointing fingers and name-calling evil, sacrificing lives and blood, making the innocent the new virgins, offerings to the gods of profit. Now you want us, now you want us to cry your tears for you. In the homeland security, pretending corporate corruption isn't economic terrorism. Money talks while the government listens, compiling files on ones who think different, conditioning and acceptance of debt, and not to expect the truth. So get used to hearing the law. Now you want us. Now you want us to cry your tears for you. Misusing the beauty, turning freedom into a killing machine, mass murdering the environment, weaponizing the psychology of fear, and pushing material addiction with a substitution of rules, faking the law. The Bill of Rights becomes collateral damage, making the Constitution another broken tree. Now you want us, now you want us to cry your tears for you. The way this story is unfolding, We may end up crying together, as in crying at the same time. But we're short on tears to cry for you, with all these tears to cry of our own. Now you want us, now you want us to cry your tears for you. Cry your tears for you. Now you want us, now you want us to cry your tears for you.
KXSF comes
Support for KXSF comes from WeNeedMerch.com, a Bay Area-based screen printing and embroidery company founded by artists and musicians. Whether you're looking for a small run of custom t-shirts for a family reunion or a larger order for your business or band's upcoming event, We Need Merch has you covered and with a quick turnaround time. To find out more, go online to WeNeedMerch.com. Thanks for supporting KXSF 102.5 FM, San Francisco. And welcome back. This is KXSFLP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM. And we are having our second Sunday Poets with a wonderful interview and several readings by RSF Poet Laureate Kim Shuck, fifth generation San Francisco native, and Annie Yunwia, and Goral Polish poet. We just heard the Diné band, the... From Blackfire, this is Sihassan, a Diné word reading to think with hope and assurance. It's brothers and s- brother and sister Janeda and Clayson Benali, and their track, Strong Together, from their multi-award-winning uh, sophomore album, Fight Like a Woman. And before that, we heard John Trudell, a classic from 2007, Madness and Maureen's Cry Your Tears. And, you know, check out our website. There is lots of great stuff there, podcasts. Right now it is uh, probably winding down, but there is our, if you're out in the avenues, you could go check out our beautiful trivia night at the 540 Club, 540 Clement Third. Who knows, the round for the prize that could not be named maybe going on. So if you're down there, go by, drop a few, drop a few couple bucks, and have some happy hour prices, and win some records, and all sorts of stuff happening. We have our co-presents with the chapel coming up as well on this coming Tuesday at the chapel. Jesse Mullen, so check those guys out as well. I'm going to play one track from uh, Ray Zaragoza, and uh, perhaps she will call. It is just about time for that. This is in the river. Sisters and our brothers 
strange that I have not. I wonder if your feelings on this matter are clear, Lord Vader. They are clear. Rock, rock, y'all. your calendars for Saturday, November 2nd, and come join KXSF for a Day of the Dead bash San Francisco style. KXSF is kicking off its fall fundraising drive that night with a killer bill of local psych, alt-indie, garage, and rock bands, as well as food, beverages, and fun. Your $20 or more donation at the door goes straight into keeping KXSF on the air with all the great programming you expect from independent radio. It all takes place at Light Rail Studios, located at 672 Tolan Place in the city's Bayview District, starting around 8 p.m. But you don't have to wait for the party to support KXSF's fundraising efforts. Go online now to www.kxsf.fm and click on the donate button. See you November 2nd. And the hips 
And thank you. This is KXSFLP San Francisco. 102.5 FM, the frequency uplift. <coughs> Pardon the cough. We just heard Breathe from Lotus Dog from back 2001. And before that, Indigenous Resistance, Sacred Power, Embracing a Freed Leonard Peltier from their IR-17 Sacred Power mixes from Indigenous Resistance 2008. And before that, Ray Zaragoza, who uh, thought we was going to call in. We're not sure that's still happening, but I'm trying to find out. Uh, she will be performing at uh, the Indigenous People's Day celebrations tomorrow at Yerba Buena Gardens in San Francisco from 12 to 3.30, as well as dancers, other musicians, uh, booths, food, and celebrating the fact we are in San Francisco celebrating Indigenous People's Day on today, first year anniversary of that, as well as the removal of the early days statue as a celebration for that. And also the canoe gatherings at in the morning from about 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Aquatic Park. All are welcome. And let's uh, go on with some new music from Ilabamba. Entre la Dos is just released, and this is the wonderful track, Rio Sueltos.
Support for KXSF comes from The Strand Salon, located at 409 Locust Street in San Francisco's Laurel Heights neighborhood. The Strand is a full-service hair salon specializing in Aveda color and products, staffed by independent stylists who believe that independent radio is key to keeping San Francisco culture alive and thriving. Visit their website at thestrandsalon.com. Thanks for supporting San Francisco Community Radio. Thanks for tuning in. This is KXSFLP San Francisco 102.5 FM and streaming as always at the World Wide Web at KXSF.FM. Thanks for tuning in. And we just heard from Senegal from back in the 70s, the star band De Dakar, a new compilation of some of their Afro-Cuban psychedelia gumbo of influences as Cuban music took over. Senegal and West Africa, and and a great mashup was made. And before that, that is uh, again the track Andado from Starband de Dakar, a new release on Ostinato, a compilation and reissue on Starband de Dakar, Sicudelia Afrocubano de Senegal. And before that, from uh, Daptone Records, just releasing new music, All My Relations from Cochamea. The longtime Dap King saxophonist doing his own thing, Cochamea Gastelum, and that track was Mitote from a uh, pre release single uh, with uh, All My Relations on one side, Mitote on the B. And before that, also new music from Ilabamba, who has, I believe, relocated from Portland to Guadalajara. And this is from her new album on Tender Loving Empire. Entre les dos, the album, the track, Rio, Rios Sueltas. Thank you for tuning in. And I think we're going to go with some more music on the theme, celebrating sound and native voices for Indigenous Peoples Day, Indigenous voices taken broadly as we broadcast again from Ramaytush Ohlone territory. And we want to thank again our poet laureate, Kim Shuck, for coming through and reading some beautiful poetry and uh, yeah, talking about politics and art and, pra- and craft and making poetry for all the people and for a new day, really, as we hope and get close to a new Monday at the midnight hour. A little bit more to do, but I wanted to play a little music from Taina Asili, her release this year, Resiliencia, and this track, Plant the Seed, as we hope we will all do. Taina Sili from Puerto Rico and Albany, New York. This is my declaration to be fully alive, fully alive, healing. This is my Reclamation of my ancestral, ancestral wisdom. The earth 
And thanks for tuning in. This is KXSFLP, San Francisco 102.5. And that was Taina Sili from Resilientia, Plant the Seed. And we are out. Thanks for tuning in. It is midnight. It is Indigenous Peoples Day. Stand up. Uplift. Respect your neighbors. Much love.